and welcome to my Xbox and me, episode 165. I am one of your hosts, MC Fixer, also known as Corey. Again, it's a weird one, it's a weird one. Uh, alongside the Gatorade, Get Hype Moments himself, Snow, Bike, Mizzle. That's Mike, you know, Mike. How are you, Mike? I'm so good. Happy Holidays, Fix. Here we are together on Christmas Eve with your chat live streaming as I mean, a little gift I mean, for the holidays to everybody. I'm feeling great though, Fix. Hello. I mean, this is all Mr. Moody's fault, number one. Mr. Moody's like, you should stream it live for everyone. Do, 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 do. And I was like, or I couldn't. And, you know, or I could just not do that and then it would be all right. He's like, but you're already live. And I'm like, hey, you got a good point there. He's like, but it's Christmas. And I'm like, uh, you got a good point there. I was like, oh, okay, fine. So, yeah, we are live on twitch.tv slash mcfixer. Welcome, everybody. I hope you're all doing well. But we still got a show to do. It might be Christmas Eve. It might be Christmas Eve, but there's no rest for the Xbox, boys. No, no, no. And did I scrape the bottle? The bottom, sorry. The bottom of the barrel for some news this week. Oh, yes, I did. The bottom of the barrel. Like, it was deep, deep up in there. Um, just a reference for everyone. Um, Game of the Year talk going to be in two weeks' time. Next week's episode is going to be uh, our most anticipated games for 2019. The week after that will be Game of the Year talk. And then we start the new as a fresh. So that sh should be fun. Um, housekeeping. Remember, you can get the show early if you head over to patreon.com slash mcfixer. Make sure you go subscribe to the YouTube channels, youtube.com slash mcfixer and youtube.com slash Mike. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play and the Google... Nope. And Spotify. And the show goes up every Friday. But I think I'm going to give this one to you tomorrow. Just because I can. Because I can. Because I'm that nice. Christmas is a present from me to you. Early show. Let's get into what's been in our box, Mike. What have you been playing, sir? Oh, Fix, I've been on a gaming spree for the holidays. Let's kick it off with a new game that just released called Road Redemption. Now, Road Redemption is a clear remake ripoff of Road Rage back in the day on your uh, N64. And let okay. me tell you what, it is exactly the exact same. Okay. You 12 other racers on motorcycles you got different weapons and you're smashing you're dashing you're throttling across a racetrack it's pretty fun it's uh it's ex exactly as you picture it right now some low res graphics <laughs> some bad steering mechanics yep. but it's better than road rage the game that came out earlier in the year yeah that was strictly single player didn't really have much going on this one at least has online play oh, okay. for you and up to 12 friends which is pretty cool and uh, it's still the basic kick left, kick right, grab a harpoon gun, shoot that guy with a harpoon gun, and keep riding down the street. So I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, moving on, I got back into some Halo 5, oh, some nasty no, no. battle arena game. Play, 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 play. No. And it felt great, Fix. I was dashing to the right. I was dashing to the left, pistoling people, throwing out grenades, and it was everything I wanted. Oh, it felt so good, Fix. No, because now we're going to have Dan only emailing, oh, what have we got to do to get MC Fixer to play Halo? Oh, Fixer, you're an Xbox guy, but you don't like Halo. Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> whatever. <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun. I'm loving it. And my final game of the week, of course, I continued to dive into the depths of Subnautica. Oh, and nice. Fix, let me tell you mm. what. I hyped up Subnautica last week. I'm hyping it back up to 11 this week. Okay. Because just as I thought, I could see it all. Everything was going smooth. I was finding some sea monsters. No problem. No pressure. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? 
the game took a hard left turn. And I don't want to spoil it for people, but let's just say this. I think the Predator from the Predator movies is hunting me in the deep blue sea. Oh, wow. It's intense. It's intense out there. That's interesting. So, but you're enjoying it, though. You're still enjoying the gameplay. Oh, the I am loving it. Definitely. If you're interested in a single-player, you know, resource, base-building management-type video game, mm-hmm. and you want to go into the depths of the deep blue sea on this alien planet that is just strictly beautiful, awe-inspiring, you got to check this game out. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what have I been playing? Not much that's different. Rainbow Six Siege, Fortnite, the usuals. Um, I'm sort of just waiting. I'm at that. I'm at that point now where I'm like, Ashen didn't do it for me. Mutant Year Zero. I've still got to finish, so I'll get that done. Um, haven't had time to check out below, just because it hasn't fitted in with my schedule. And I'm like, huh? What should I play? What should I play? Even yesterday, me and Haley were just sitting like, should we, what should we play? I'm like, I don't know. So I'm just waiting for that Anthem, man. I'm waiting for Division. I'm waiting for Resident Evil 2 remake. I have been playing more Resident Evil. Obviously, I've been doing that playthrough. Um, we are through. So we've done zero one free so far because that is the canon order so yeah i've been doing that gonna start resident evil 2 tonight christmas eve obviously it being my favorite game of all time i'm pretty excited about it so that should be fun um other than that that's it that's all i've played i've, I've literally been playing the boring stuff i'll be honest like, i can't i can't even sit here for like 20 minutes and talk about what i've played because literally you know what fortnite is i play a little bit of call of duty like a tiny bit since the update um yeah, it's, it's, it's more Call of Duty. Sorry, it's just it's the same thing. You play thing. Blackout mode yeah, or multiplayer? Yeah, no, the Blackout mode. They've got this new thing where you can repair armor, which I'm sure yep. I'm yep. sure is huge. Come yeah, but I'm just like, whatever. I just, I just Come on, didn't, Fix. I didn't give it enough time. Call of Duty Pro I didn't here. give it enough time. So have you played this since the update? Okay, yeah, go Oh, on. yeah, they got hijacked the map on there. You can jump on the cruise boat. Okay. They got the armor repair, which is awesome. And they got a new vehicle. Have you driven it yet? Nope. Nope. It's a mini off-roading Raptor that fits three, but guess what? The third seat has a turret on the back. Oh, it's so dope, man. You'd be whipping, <laughs> dipping. Then the fourth guy's just running by himself like, slow down, <laughs> wait for me. You're like, no, nah, we can't wait for you. We got to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, like I say, I'm just, I'm in this weird lull period where I'm like, I'm, I'm at the glass window. My face is pressed up against it. I'm like, I'm like, I can see the games in the horizon. I, my Kingdom Hearts, my Resident Evil 2 remake. I'm like, ah, I just want those now. I don't want to wait. Just give them to me now. Because there's nothing in early Jan that, that gets me. Um, but talk about this more next week, obviously. But yeah, I'm just a bit a bit lost right now, unfortunately. But that's just the way it is. Dun-dun, dun-dun, dun-dun. That's just the way it is. Sorry. Topic of the show this week, Mike. Microsoft next-gen console is codenamed Anaconda. Uh, Codename Anaconda uh, will be the equivalent of the current Xbox One X with improved hardware and processor slash graphics from AMD. Anaconda uh, may also include an uh, SSD storage to reduce game load times. Microsoft is also reporting uh, and preparing a second console, codenamed Lockhart, that will act as a more affordable Xbox. Think more as an Xbox One S. Naturally, both of these consoles will uh, support backwards compatibility on the Xbox Original and the Xbox 360, and of course, Xbox One X titles. Uh, Xbox One titles, I should say. New code names, few little details are slipping out. Nah, we're definitely getting close to that new uh, console, aren't we? It's definitely coming. Oh, it is intense to think of how fast this could be upon us. Yeah. It could be this E3 fix. 
you know, with the things that we're getting, the more ramp up that I'm feeling, I think it could be the C3. I don't want it to be. No. You know, you guys have heard me say I kind of want to push it out at least another year. Let's try to get a little bit more out of this console. But, man, the more and more we talk, the more that gets shown, the more that gets talked about, it makes me think that without PlayStation here at E3, Xbox poised to take over the media cycle for E3. We talked about it last time. Mm -hmm. This might be the moment to, you know, kind of show off, bring out the new hardware, because we always talk about that first-party exclusive lineup kind of a little bit weaker. Yeah. Now might be the moment. So... Here's the question for you. All right, so they announced the console in 2019 at E3. The console drops then 2020, but when? October? Spring of 2020. September, October? No, 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 no. That's too far because if you uh, if you announced it at E3 this year, which is 2019, yeah. you wouldn't make them wait a whole year, watch another E3 press conference, and then buy it. I think if you announce it and if you feel like this holiday season, this year, you know, we got a whole year ahead of us, folks, mm -hmm. is too early. You push it into the spring. We're talking February, March release in the springtime of 2020. That's before E3, two years from now, where PlayStation would then have to be poised to talk about their console. I definitely think that Xbox coming out first is going to be the key. Them announcing first, them showing first, them everything first i feel like that's going to be key having games ready for uh, launch which i think halo infinite is going to be a launch title game um what do you make of the xbox one x now though do you think that the xbox one x is going to be able to play xbox anaconda games or not or do you think it's going to be a straight calf that's a tough question mm. fix i think that's what a lot of people start to worry about now as you get into this holiday season last year even do you upgrade to the X? Do you just hold on to your VCS yeah. and or the, you know, the Xbox X yeah. before you jump up to this X model, knowing that in the back of your mind, we're going to have a new console generation right around the corner. Mm -hmm. I think Xbox has done so well with this, you know, cross generation play, we'll call it throughout the different models yeah. that I believe if you have the X, you stated this a couple weeks ago, you think if the X, if you have the X, you're going to be able to play this next gen game. And I agree with that. I could see that. I just don't see them in not being able to run on an X. An X can do 4K 30, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like the new consoles, the most they're going to be able to do is 4K 60. But naturally, 4K 60, all games, I'd assume. Like, what else is it really going to be able to do? It's not going to have 8K support. Like, we're not even we're not even close to that. So it's like, where where is there to really to go? I feel like we're in this weird... Obviously, we're in this weird place with the... Um, the upgraded consoles now where it's like more of a mobile phone model but will ea ubisoft xbox everybody else will they buy in and be like all right cool for us that makes more sense because we get to sell more games across different platforms you know how hard it is to sell games when there's a break like with the 360 to the one it was like okay cool but we still have to bring battlefield call of duty fifa all out on the 360 because there's still people there playing it. I mean, FIFA didn't stop making uh, FIFA games on the PS2 until, like, 2017. Something silly like that was ridiculous. So, I just, I don't know. I'm in a weird, a weird spot where I'm like, you really need to sell this to me. I'm now, I'm now a customer. I now have a 4K TV. Um, I now, I have an Xbox One X. It's like, 
cool. Why am I? Why do I need Anaconda? What are you gonna do for me? Faster load times? Yeah. More improved graphics? It would need to be drastically different, like drastically, for me to really buy in and want to upgrade again. I, I don't know. I'm I'm just in this weird place. Definitely. I think everybody's in that weird place, especially after this console generation, like you said. In my mind, I go to two schools of thought right now. One, how long until that cutoff? Do we wait until Xbox Anaconda 2.0, where then we finally hit the cutoff of like, hey, your Xbox One X isn't going to work anymore. Eventually, there yeah. has to be a cutoff yeah. because developers can't keep developing for just two mm -hmm. different generations, plus PlayStation, whatever they want to do. That's just too much. Yep. But on the flip side as well, when we talk about this second console, the lock cards, maybe the plan might be, hey, here's your Anaconda and here's the lock cart for $300. Okay. We're going to have the cutoff, but we're also giving you an out of like, hey, here's a cheaper console that's going to get you to that next generation. Of course, I know that's not what gamers want to hear. They don't want to hear, hey, I'm going to be cut off immediately. But I think maybe they're poising you for that moment of like, hey, we are going to move into this next generation together but we're going to have a more cheaper, friendlier console that you could buy right now. It's not going to impact your wallet, but it's going to be able to get you up to this next generation of Xbox games. And we have the big boy Xbox that you want that's going to push the graphic fidelity, that's going to push the specs inside of it. Yeah. That's going to be for your more diehards. But eventually there will be a cutoff. Maybe we're getting ready for it right now with the two consoles and maybe a cheaper version. Yeah, I, there definitely has to be a car for the for the industry to keep evolving, for uh, game developers to have as much power as possible out there. Obviously, I totally agree with you. I just don't know what the sell is here on the, the X customers. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of people, and the pros, but we don't really care about the PS4 pros right now. Like, X customers, I'd love to email it, myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you've bought an Xbox One X and you think, would you be, okay, the question, would you be annoyed if you, when the new console drops, that you have to give up that console now? A, a lot of, do you know what I think it is, Mike? I know a lot of people that bought the Xbox One X and don't have 4K TVs. A lot of people. So they haven't even seen what the X can actually do. So I don't know if they're going to be like, well, okay, I'm going to buy another console now and not be able to see what it does people are slowly but surely getting 4k tvs but it's not just a everyone thing yet it's still 1080p it's still oh even qled some tvs you know what i mean not just do you get what i'm trying to say no we're not there oh. yet we're not there yet i don't know it's just strange 100 fix and i've had my ex since the release i have the scorpio edition yeah i still don't have a 4k tv and that's of course my choosing yeah but like in all aspects the, this team, the Xbox group, has to continue to push. And no matter how far behind you are, you eventually will catch up. Yeah. And you're going to want them to give you the best product possible. So it's their goal and their objective to push, push, push. And you will be brought along no matter what. 4K TVs are getting cheaper. We're going to move into the next generation yeah. of 4K TVs. Whatever that is, like you stated before, it, is, it might be far away. But truly, in reality, it's like, their goal is to push this yeah. and they're going to push it and you're going to follow no matter how slow it takes you to follow. And they have to be ready for that because like you fix, you got the 4K TV. Now you're playing with the best graphics possible. Yeah. But when it comes to that next generation, 
you would be mad if it's not ready, if it's not there. You need it to be the best. Yeah, I, I, that's what you're paying that money for. I'm just trying to think of it from a, from a uh, again from a non-workplace uh, point of view. If tomorrow I wasn't doing this and I'm still a lover of games, I still always play games no matter what. But would I need a new Xbox right now? I don't think I would. I don't think that I need it yet. Don't get me wrong, this is not coming out next year. This is going to be definitely a 2020 uh, thing. So maybe then I'll feel a little bit better about it because then you've probably got, what, four, three, four years out of your X? Three years in 2020, right? Be three years. Yeah, I believe so. Three years, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that I feel a little bit better about. The life cycle then would have been seven years. 2013. If we make it to 2020, that's seven. Yeah, so seven years, you decided to upgrade, you got three years use out of it. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I can see it. I can see. Three years is a decent amount of time, to be fair. Just because maybe... Three years would make it eight, then. That would be yeah. 2021 would be the no, dream. No, no, I mean, I agree with you, Fix. I want it to be as far out as possible, to be honest with you, because I feel like I'm still getting the best out of my X. I'm not even up to 4K. Yeah. I feel like the PlayStation side, they're just getting into their pros as well, similar to us. And it's tough to be like, hey, we're coming out with another console. It's going to be $600 plus. You better be ready. And it's yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just got my, I'm just hitting my stride with yeah. the X. I don't think we need to go crazy. And that's just kind of where we are with this off cycle, you know, generational gap. If we only had the VHRs or the VHSs and the yeah. Ss, yeah. then we might be having a different discussion totally different of like discussion. give it to me now, yeah. you know. Oh, you're totally right. If that was if those were the only two options, but I think maybe that's where we're seeing it from a maybe that's where I'm seeing it from a wrong place. A lot of people only have the VHSs and the Ss. It's only us I am fortunate that the community bought my ex. Otherwise, I wouldn't have one. And obviously, you wouldn't have bought yours because you want the top-of-the-range stuff. Not everyone's like us. There are millions upon millions upon millions of people that only have an S or a VHS. So maybe they are ready. Maybe they are like, I didn't bother with the X because I knew this was coming, and I'm ready to jump in and play games at 4K60. Maybe. I don't know. 100%. And that's why you have that Lockhart as yeah, well. That's that other one of like, if you don't want to upgrade, if you felt like, hey, like I'm just that casual fan. I have the S. I have the VHS. I don't really want to upgrade. Well, hey, guess what? Microsoft is going to provide you a cheaper, smaller console that you can jump into for the next generation. Yeah. Not feel like, oh, man, I got to buy something massive again that I'm not ready for. So what do you think? What do you think price point on a, a lower end Xbox Anaconda? What are the Lockhart? What dream. Would Truly dream that I think would knock it out of the park three hundred dollars. Okay. It's a new console. I don't think that's true. Maybe three fifty to four hundred. Four hundred is going to be pushing it for me to yeah. really sell it to the casual fans, especially because then that puts your Anaconda somewhere between six hundred to yeah. seven hundred. If we're really talking that's numbers, no, you here. can't get to seven hundred. So that's impossible. The dream is going to be three hundred dollars for the lock card. That's inexpensive. People are into that to know that they're jumping into the next generation. Then for the Anaconda, we're talking $600 maximum because you have that price gap. Yeah. And you don't feel slighted by that. It's five ninety nine, dollars is what they'll put on top of that See, just to make you so. think, oh, it's in that 500 range. I don't think so. I think the highest price they will launch at is 500 And I actually think they'll get the Anaconda down to 450 And then the Lockhart will be 300 And if you want the suit to up, 150 difference to really try and push you towards it. That's yeah. only if 150 more. That's in the grand scheme of things, that's not a lot of money. 
That's exactly. If you're trying to push yeah. that to make it feel like you should mm-hmm. get the anaconda, I agree with that. That's right. Because yeah. we'll I'd... see. It will be interesting. But then, again, again, I'm not the hardware type of guy, so I'd love to know. But like, what? How powerful is the lockhart going to be then compared to the Xbox One X? Like, really? Like, what? What more faster? Again, I'm not buying it for faster load times. Like for me, my load times are fine. They're not. They're not. Don't get me wrong. They could be better. Of course, I played on a PC. I know how quick things can be. But I'm not about to pay an extra three hundred dollars for just faster load times. Can't do it. So I'd really be interested to see where we go from there. Really, it will be a fun one. And are we nearing this E3? That's the true question. Is is this E3 going to be the moment where they start announcing stuff, start showing it off? Or do we have that gap? Because because if it's not this E3, that's next E3. That's two years. Away. We still have plenty of time. And the dream, of course, is 2021 to really feel like you got a lot of time out of yeah. these consoles. But we'll find out real soon. 100%. 100%. Let's talk about our Patreon producer this week, which, of course, is your boy, Mike Lins. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head over to patreon.com slash mcfixer. Keep the lights on. Keep Christmas going. You allow me to buy Christmas presents for my fiance, and I appreciate that. So thank you all so much. Um, let's get into the news, shall we? First one. Steam, Xbox One, crossplay tools hinted in beta source. A recent update to Steam's beta now hints at a deeper crossplay integration with the source code directly committing to Xbox-related network features, as posted to Reset Error. The new addition to the Steam beta uh, GitHub uh, respondedly seemingly referred to the Xbox Live uh, uh, indentifers messed up crossplay has been achievable between steam and xbox live titles for some time with killer instinct and rise of nations among existing examples however the source code changes indicate deeper standardized integration via valve's steamworks developer toolset uh further easier in the process for cross play um there's more in this but what it pretty much breaks down to is in the beta there's actually source code that says xbox in it um, so people have gone crazy with that. How does that... This is a real interesting one, Mike. Because obviously we know that Epic have just released their um, their store on PC. Um, they've already said that they're going to come out and give away uh, the tools to then allow uh, cross-play across everything. Like they've done so well with Fortnite already. Do you think this is Steam like reactivating, being like, okay, cool, we have to play ball now. Now it's time to really, we're already bad on the, the cuts. Um, what can we do? Oh, I know. We'll, we'll we'll sort out things with Xbox Live, and then that way we are an extension of them. Like we know that they're not fully in on PC games, but we can be the the cross between that. Oh, definitely, fix. This is the next logical step. We talked about it, of course, with Epic Game Store. This is going to be a great promotional tool for them to start selling that to not only developers, but to you as fans. And we also spoke on it last week. There needs to be a third party with their own sort of title, Mm -hmm. their own login, just like Blizzard.net. Now you have it with Steam. Steam is the next logical step. They have the most games. They have the largest platform on PC. When I think about my PC, I think about Steam. I think about the Xbox Game Store uh, app on my computer. That one's an easy login. That one has all the Xbox games as well. And then, of course, now we have Epic. So these are all ways that we can start getting the bridge across to cross that gap. And that's exactly right. 
it'll be interesting to see where it goes. But there we go. We continue to knock on the wall of cross-platform play. I can't wait, dude. Next generation should be super interesting for that. Where we're being, for, let's say, from a streamer's point of view, it's just like, I guys, we're playing Halo, Halo Infinite, which is what we're talking about next. Cool. Who wants to play? Oh, I'm playing on Xbox. Oh, I'm playing on PlayStation. Oh, I'm streaming it from my mobile. Cool. Let's go. Bang. Because we know we've got Project Cloud coming, X Cloud coming as well. So it's like, oh man, I can't wait. I really can't wait. It's really interesting, Fix. You know, I think when I truly think cross-platform play, and I truly believe everybody else thinks the same way, it is Xbox and PlayStation. Yes. You know, I know it's nice to have that PC model, but we've seen, even with Fortnite, you know, that mouse and keyboard advantage, as some would call it, might break the game. Of course, to me, as the casual gamer, it's no big deal. Yeah. But I know to the true hardcores, that advantage is a big one. But really, when I think about cross-platform play, it's like, I want to play with my friends over on PlayStation. Rarely do I say, man, I want to play with my friends on PC because a lot of the PC players are playing more shooters. They're not playing NBA 2K or FIFA, a number of games that where you'd be like, hey, that's where I really see cross-platform going. So I love the PC aspect, but I want the big picture. And will these two companies ever play nice? I don't I think know it's only PlayStation. It I think it's only PlayStation that's not yeah. playing nice. At the end of the day, Xbox have already said, yeah, we're allow it, we're cool, whatever. I mean, will they yeah, change their I minds? Think... Maybe, but on the on the, I get what you mean by that. But I love the fact that I do have friends on PlayStation on PC that play FIFA because of having Origins accounts. I do have friends that are playing Battlefield. I do have friends that I get what you're saying. It's like, oh, but they got to divide. Yeah, but when I'm playing with crossplay with, there's a me and Chris were talking about this the other day, which is there's a time and place when I want to win, and there's a time and place when I want to have fun, and crossplay to me Fortnite is just fun. If we win, cool. If we don't, cool. I'm not losing my. I'm not losing any hair. I'm not screaming and shouting. I just don't care. It would be the same if I played FIFA, Battlefield, whatever. It FIFA, you're not going to get an advantage, but you get what I mean. Anything that has an advantage, I just don't care because I'm putting myself in it. The options there, I can say no. You can't play with us, sorry, because you've got a keyboard and mouse advantage. I mean, Slayer, who listens to the podcast, and uh, Luke, shout out to him, um, he plays on PC, and he was like, oh, do you want me to use a controller? So, it's just controllers on PC. Like, there are options out there to keep it to be fairer, but I just don't care. And I'm I'm, I'm somewhat of a tryhard when I can be as well. I'm not going to sit here and I want to win, but I yeah, choose yeah. fun over winning. Nah, I have learned that, definitely. Well, that's good to hear. I like hearing that. And that's exactly the right mindset that you have to have. I would, you know, of course, I love to play devil's advocate course, with you. Of course, Vic, of course, of course. And challenge that's you. That's what makes for I a fun podcast. I would know how you feel <laughs> if we continued, if you played Rainbow Six like you have throughout mm -hmm. this year, but the whole time it was cross-platform play, cross play with that mouse and keyboard advantage, if it felt like you just kept banging your head against these guys, yeah. or if you felt like, you know what, over the year, I've gotten better, I've adapted, and I feel like it is a, a fair playing ground because after, you know, multiple attempts, after a whole year, let's say, yeah. maybe you have a different outlook of like, the, you know, that advantage is too steep. I don't like that, you know, that and this. You only, Depends. I'm with, I get what you're saying, especially Rainbow Six is probably one of the most on-the-nose arguments you can make as well because of that type of game. Um, I remember going to the Rainbow Six event when I saw the new operators. I was playing with a controller. And everyone else was on mouse and keyboard. And yeah, I was getting my teeth kicked in. But you only seem to find it 
really, really, really matters when you're top, 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 top players. When you're when you're just a casual jumping in for a couple of games here and there, yeah, you're going to die a little bit more often, but you're still going to get kills. There is controller support there for people who don't like keyboard and mouse. And again, if I'm putting myself into that situation, then cool. It's when there's no option. But as long as there's an option, and it's, all right, Mike's on PC, I'm on console, and whoever's on whatever, it's like, all right, well, I'm making that, I'm making that decision to go, all right, this is probably going to be a shit show. This is probably going to be really hard for me, but I want to play with Mike. And hopefully Mike's good enough to carry us and still get a win. Hopefully. But he's not. And maybe now with the <laughs> mouse and keyboard support on your Xbox One, yeah. maybe you'll move into that where you feel like, I'm... hey, I'm getting better with this kind of stuff. <clears throat> exactly. 100%. 100%. Uh, next up, Halo Infinite confirmed to have four-player split screen and Halo Reach uh, customization and more. 343 announces new features coming to Halo Infinite during a mixer stream, including the long-awaited four-player split-screen mode. Microsoft uh, Corporation Vice President and Head of 343 Industries, Bonnie Ross, said at DICE 2017 that all future FPS Halo games will have split-screen modes, but it's not officially confirmed for Halo Infinite until now this was a big one i remember this being a huge 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 uproar about this like people like no i play those games split screen for a reason it's me and my friends on the on the set playing are you a split screen guy because i'm not even i bought me and Haley made a very very early on in our relationship we were like split screen sucks let's buy two consoles because i just can't i can't do the squashness it's interesting. I think back in the day, we all were about split screen, bringing your friends together. Everybody was on the same couch, sharing the screen, yeah. laughing and enjoying themselves. Of course, as we've grown as gamers, we've learned that's not reality anymore. No. Everybody wants their own TV to be able to see the beauty, to be able to see the larger yeah. scale in size. And it's tough to get all of my friends over at the house yeah. at one time just to play Halo when number of them have their own halos they could have their own tv sit at the comfort of their, their own, own home and we still have that exact same experience Pat. sure it's not me tapping you on the arm yeah. laughing but it is better because he's in the comfort of his home fixes over there enjoying himself we can be yeah. in different no, time exactly. zones playing as a community and it's tough for me because yes i love split screen i think it's a great aspect to have but on the flip side i hate sharing the screen with you and you probably are going to bring this oh. up with Haley. Why would we split the screen up when we can both have our own TVs? 100%. That's the dream there. That's what everybody's always wanted back th- in the day when split screen was viable. Yeah, I, I remember I remember one time my mom my mom come in the room with me and my brother were playing. We were playing two different um my, my brother was playing on the N64 and I was playing on the PlayStation. I had two TVs in my room for some unknown reason. I don't know. I don't know why. But um, and I remember my mum coming. She's like, what the f- are you doing? That's electric. Duh, 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 duh. And I knew from that moment on, I was like, nah, 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 nah. When I'm an adult, I'm going to have as many TVs as I bloody want. And I'm going to do whatever the want. And I'll leave. I'm, I'm one of those guys that I'll leave as many lights as I, I pay the electric bill around here. Thanks to you, Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash mcfixer. I'll do whatever I want to do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just can't. And I'm with the same thing with this, where I'm like, it, I don't care if you're sat next to me. I would much rather go and grab, like me and Haley do it sometimes when we play single-player games. Um, when we play Assassin's Creed, I'd rather go grab my monitor, 
And I know it's not split screen is what I'm talking about, but even sat next to each other, I want two separate screens. I don't want I don't want to play crossplay. I don't want to do any. I mean, I don't want to play uh, split screen, whatever it is. Even like Overcooked and stuff like that. If I know it doesn't really affect it, but I'm still like, oh, let's just do two 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 different screens because just because for some reason it's just like all right, I'm locked in. I'm I've got my setup and my screens, and it just makes it feel better for me. So yeah. definitely, in this comment that she said. That was Dice 2017. Here yeah. we are a year removed from that. Mm -hmm. Are they still preaching that same thing? I don't know. I bet you they move away from this one because they know only the diehards are playing split screen. Well, no, this is what they confirmed. One-fourth of the screen. So this is what they confirmed on the live stream. They confirmed that it will have split screen on the live stream. How many people use that then is what I want to know. Truly. I don't I think want a lot. percentage. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I bet you that's less than 5% of the people that buy this game. Mm. I'm 100% with you, but I think it's those 5% are fucking super loud and super shouty and like, which I don't get personally. I don't Let's get jump it. into uh, the reach customization. Here's a tough one. There's been so many Halos and all of them have had customizations. You've been able to put on your own colors on the Spartans. You've been able to mm -hmm. play as an alien. There's plenty of emblems. How much deeper of a customization set do you really want? I mean, I don't even remember Halo Reach's customization. I was just playing Halo 5, and I was overwhelmed with what was happening there. They got gun skins. They got skin skins. They got different player IDs. They got emblems. They got everything in the kitchen sink. What more customization do you truly want, and what more can we really have? You know, I, I it's just already so much. What more do you really want? I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. Halo Infinite is going to have a bad man microtransaction system somehow. I'm putting going on record as saying it. 100%. Snowbite Mike's going to spend about $1,000 in this game. Just like, yo, I don't care. I want this skin. Like, I, Especially with it being in Game Pass, obviously. I feel like they're going to want to try and recoup. It's gonna have, there's going to be some stink on this game. I can feel it. And maybe that's the Halo hater in me, but that's what I think. I'm excited just to see what the general concept is. Is it truly a main storyline game? Are they going to go with something different where it's like strictly all multiplayer all the time? I don't really know what this true story is going to be. Yeah. But I can already tell you, Fix, they had microtransactions in Halo 5. I bought a ton of those. Of so I'm sure we'll do it all over again. I can't wait. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Tom Hopkins. Every time he thinks about spending money on FIFA packs... He should send me a dollar. Every time that oh. you every time that you buy a microtransaction, I want you to come to my stream and donate a dollar. Every single time. I'd be rich, I tell you guys. I'd be rich. You, you would. <laughs> and that's a tough one because FIFA packs, similar oh, to Halo 5 dude. packs, are awful. Yep. There's no there's no way you could ever look me in the eye and say me those are justifications or worth it, especially from an NBA 2K background no, like me. NBA's too you can NBA buy is very different to FIFA. There's the, the separate mode. It's very... No, it is. It is. The ultimate team mode... The ultimate team mode is way better in FIFA, and they've done a better job of balancing oh, this year. I agree with that, but I mean, I'm talking about buying the card packs itself. I never feel like I could buy hundreds of card packs. I never feel good about it. No, and I, I feel differently because I think basketball, you only have a roster of five, maybe ten if you get a bench. On FIFA, I got to have 11 plus the chemistry, plus the different nations. That is way too many cards in a pack. You get like 13 cards out of the pack, and you get 
maybe one that is like subpar at best. Never. Most of them suck. Never. <laughs> I ne FIFA, NBA 2K, Halo Madden. Rec Pack. These are all awful things that you should not be buying. It's oh, right. Oh my God, Mike. Come on. Come on. Damn. Next up, For Honor for three weeks will be taken over by Assassin's Creed. Thanks for uh, thanks to the uh, Assassin's Creed crossover event featuring characters, things, music, and more from the long-running franchise. Revealed during the For Honor Warriors Den live stream, uh, the the four jeez uh the creed uh crossover will run from today it's not today december 20th through january 10th 2019 uh it's a limited time event that will feature characters such as Ezio, uh cesar uh comrades and the soldiers dressed as the templars knights assassins and pirates uh from the franchise will also appear throughout the game themed mutant uh, themed menus maps and will play standard ones and much much more so you've got maps you've got skins you've got new samurais new knights new vikings you got it all was you ever into for honor i played for honor for a little bit probably about a week very similar to like our sea of thieves it wasn't something for me but i also whenever you jumped into it it was pretty beautiful it was fun it was entertaining with friends i would never play it solo because i noticed when i would play it with solo nobody's on microphones you're just running praying to god you don't get double teamed or dead or killed all the time i don't know I, it looks cool i watched the live stream i watched the video earlier this morning mm -hmm. looks really cool great little addition to try to sell people on it but that's a small audience i don't think that's grabbing anybody outside the audience i mean sure. that, that's they still got a huge player base they last time they announced it was still at a million strong so which is crazy it actually sold relatively well as well which is again nuts um yeah this doesn't get me in i'm an assassin's creed fan especially the games they're talking about origins especially um but yeah no i won't i won't be going back unfortunately Let's talk about a game that I do care about, though. Resident Evil 2, seemingly getting a one-shot demo. An early Xbox listing may have revealed an upcoming Resident Evil 2 demo. True Achievements spotted a listing for the Resident Evil 2 one-shot demo, which is listed to release January 11th and available until January 31st. The store's description indicates that while you can die multiple times, the demo will time out after 30 minutes. Some have speculated that the one-shot title means that the demo can only be played once, but there's nothing indicating that in the accompanied text. The full details read. Do I need to read this? It's, no, uh, no, you it's, did a good you, job yeah, with that. That already sold me yeah, on it. Yeah, cool. Why, Mike? I'm gonna get angry. Why? Why do we need this? No, we don't need this. We don't need this, Mike. I know. Resident Evil 2, favorite game of all time. Resident Evil uh, 7 had a demo. Resident Evil 7 made sense of why I had a demo. Because it was a new engine with a new camera angle and it shows you the tone of the game. We know what we're getting with Resident Evil 2 Remake. It's in the RE engine. Cool. We don't need to be sold on that. We already know how beautiful it is. It's uh, the same camera angles um, as the original, uh, sort of. It's mixed with the new school and the old school, to be fair. But you get what I'm trying to say here. We know what we're getting. We're getting Resident Evil 2 Remake. Why do we need a demo? It's a single-player game. Why? I know you're pro-demo. I know you're pro-demos. 
I know, exactly. I know. But for me, maybe it's because I'm so entrenched in it, and I know that I'm That's gonna I'm is. gonna sit in this for six hours, going through every little tiny piece, just looking and trying to find things and. I know, maybe that's why. But for me, I just don't want it because I don't want it to be ruined for me. And I can't control myself. Yeah, that, that's funny you said that. So, of course, there's two ways of thinking about mm-hmm. this. I totally agree with you, Fix. This is a single-player game. We know what we're getting. It's a remake of the original. Yep. Everybody should already know what's about to happen here. And I don't really think you need a demo, especially that close to the release no. window. Do we really need this? But on the flip side, we talked about it last week game demos allow a larger audience to try the game that might be on the fence you also got to think resident evil 2 was a long time ago there's a lot of new gamers that might not have been exposed to this game scrubs yes it's a classic i know fix is gonna look at me be like if you haven't played this you can't talk to me anymore wait 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 have you been on this have you played resident evil 2 Yes, you almost kicked me off the show. I was about to say, you're done. You're like, you're done. Get out of here. (laughs) Um, But that's one of those of like, you have to appeal to a larger audience. You have to give them an opportunity to check it out. And there's no better way than a demo. This is the key. And this is what we want games to go back into because people are so tight with their money nowadays because they know they can't get burned on certain games. And the only way to get that person off the fence and onto your side is come out with a demo, and I like this. 30 minutes only. That's what I'm talking about. Let's not give me something lengthy. Let's not give me something where Fix can sit inside the game for six hours. No, I'm no. I'm going to. You get 30 <laughs> minutes, and you're out of there. Don't even think you're going to sit around and pickpocket inside of this oh, place. I am, though. You're out of there. I'm going to keep you know, running I'm it. all about it. I'm going to keep running it and running it and running it and running it and Fix running it. Fix has made seven it. Xbox Live accounts. <laughs> just so if they ban me, I would, yes. Yes, yeah, so I 100% would. I'd be like, yo. I don't give a fuck. Let's go. Let's go. The only th- the problem I have with demos is a large portion of maybe it's just the people I surround myself with, but I always seem to think, or you always seem to hear that oh I tried the beta and I didn't like it so I'm not buying the game, and that's the same thing that applies with a demo where it's like just buy it, play it, enjoy it. You're gonna play the demo, you're gonna be like, ah, this ain't for me, and demos can be cut poorly as well. And well, like, that and was what I was going to yeah. tell you. It's going to be tough. It's like, do you go right off the beginning of the no, game? No, please no. I like that, but that's more tutorial, like yeah. you said. And then there's the flip side of like, do we cut it in the dead middle of the game no. where the kid's not going to know what's going on and he's going to get spoiled into something? So that's a tough part right there as well, Fix. I'll be and honest that's the game you. that you got to play. I think the only the only thing I can see it being is the actual part that I played. Because um, I already played I played it when I played it at... Um, Mm. pre-release which was like the demo take around to the, the shows i think that would make a decent demo you kill a few zombies you you get to a puzzle and then it kicks you off so you don't really get to see too much but you get to see plenty and it doesn't really spoil anything because you already know what you're getting if you're yeah if you know what resident evil is so maybe the demo that i played would be pretty good Maybe. Yeah, I think, you know, you you brought that up and I totally forgot to tell you. It's like this game has been shown at multiple mm-hmm. events now, right? They already have pretty much a working demo. Yeah. And that is the correct answer there, Fix, of like it got you excited for it. It got multiple Obviously. people who went to those events super excited for it. That's the correct thing of like, just put that out then. Let us play that yeah. little snippet and make it just a one-time only thing. Especially I like the window of like, you get it from the 11th to the 31st. Either get on it or don't worry about it. We're moving on. You know? Yeah, I do like the idea of it being one shot, though. I like the idea of, like, you play it once, 
and it just locks you out afterwards. I think that would be dope, which is either you liked it or you didn't. Done. But yeah, I've, I've watched enough content around it where like they change like the codes to the puzzles and stuff like that if you do get further. And so they are, they have. I can't say they're not going to do a good job because they are, but it still scares me a little. Still scares me a little. Next up, Fallout 76 to get a new uh, a new mode without PvP restrictions. Uh, Fallout 76 in Q1 2019 will be receiving a new mode uh, that will contain a non uh, a no PvP restrictions. Announced by Bethesda, the new mode will allow players to uh, engage in PvP combat without both players agreeing to duel. Uh, in the main game, if one player, you know what that is anyway. Um, this is what should, this is what the game should have been in, been in the first place, in my opinion. I get the whole reason why it never did because it stopped griefing and yada yada. But from someone who's played Rust, loves Rust, said it plenty of times before, people are giving me shit for it. Um, that's what this needed to be, and I feel like the player base is at this point now where they're like, well, "What do we do now?" Maybe I'm wrong. I've yeah. not played the game, but there. No, they're taking the right steps. You know, Amy touched on it a while back about this system and how it felt like, oh, I do five damage to fix it. He turns around, rocket launchers me in the face, and it's yeah. over. This is the right mode. We talked about it with World of Warcraft. Either give us a PvE with a little PvP with the same system, uh -huh. and then give us a straight dedicated server of PvP only. So you know when you're going in there, the main goal is to kill each other. Yeah. There's two ways of thinking on this game. Truly, it is a Fallout game, and most people have the same thought process when it comes to Fallout and or Oblivion and Skyrim. I'm going to do the missions. I'm going to enjoy the map. I'm going to go search around and explore. Not many people are like, first thing I'm doing in Fallout is I'm going to shoot somebody else. Nice. No, it's not a PvP game. And so this school of thought when they came out with 76 of like, hey, it's going to be open world with like 16 to 24 people. People didn't really know what to comprehend there. Yeah. Was it, hey, we're all going to play together and have a good time? Am I supposed to fight each other? So this is the right move of like make a dedicated PvP mode where you know when you step into this place, you really your main objective is to go to find somebody else and kill them. Yeah. It's not to go search and explore, which is truly the real idea of Fallout. You know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Rumors. The rumor mill is spinning. Microsoft is developing a 4K webcam. Compatible with the Xbox One. Microsoft is reportedly developing a 4K webcam, uh, webcam for Windows 10 and least uh, and will at least support Xbox One. According to Farrock.com, thanks to TechRadar, Microsoft is developing several models uh, with the integration Windows Hello function, a first if Microsoft is able to offer the feature in a separate uh, separate thing. So you'll be able to sign in with your Xbox using face recognition, uh, recognition just like you did with Connect. Reports suggest that it may offer 4K resolution too. So... I'm happy about this because I feel like Logitech have cornered the market when it comes to webcams. I use mm. the C, whatever it is, the 1080p one. Um, I do actually want a better webcam. This is fine. It's not lit brilliantly, but it's fine. Um, but I'd love a 4K webcam, but an affordable 4K webcam. And I do think Microsoft are the only company that could actually be able to do it. Well, that's interesting, Fix. I'm on the opposite side. You know, I understand it because we're moving into the mouse and the keyboard. They did give us the update of you can plug in any sort of webcam yeah. into your Xbox One X. It will work. You know what I mean? That's great. 
I don't know about going into this market. You know, I'm on the opposite side of thought. I have three Logic Tech webcams in this streaming studio. I love them all. Yeah. And I also think that their 4K camera is affordable. I think it is a good oh, price go if you're going to go with this. Yeah, I think they're totally fine, my man. I think it's like 150 200 at the most. That's oh, yeah. pushing it. And I think they're affordable. I think they're great. Logitech is a proven company right there that will work with any of your computer specs. I think this is the right move. And I don't know if Microsoft getting involved in this. You know, Microsoft is a bigger company. you got to remember that. It's not just the Xbox 100%. division. So it's understandable that they want to branch out, be able to do X, Y, and Z. For me personally, it's like, I already have Logitech. I know they work. I know that they're affordable. They're easy to use. I know a number of people use that 4K Logitech camera. So what what are we doing here? But when you think about it, there's a broader scope of this company. It's totally in the realm of possibilities, and it's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I just, I like Microsoft. I like Microsoft products. I like it when it's all green, like my charging pack like this, uh-huh. literally. Oh, God. Um, yeah, so for me, I'm just like, all right, cool. More, yeah, I'm done. Whatever, I'm done. Yeah, that's coming from the guy who's like, I'm gonna buy that PC, uh, mouse and keyboard <laughs> day See, one, I'm y'all. Not. I'm gonna do that. I'm crazy. I'm not. I'm gonna wait for Snowball Mike to send me one. Uh, next up, played. Uh, play, if you played Fallout 76 this year, don't know why I didn't put these together. Uh, Bethesda is giving you the Fallout Classic Collection on PC. Bethesda has announced it's giving away Fallout Classic Collection on PC to all players who have logged into Fallout 76. Yes, that includes Xbox One players. They will also receive a free Fallout package for PC. Seems kind of weird. Seems like a weird... Uh, Super weird. weird uh, like, oh, thank you for playing this game. Here's something on PC. Because we know you must have a PC as well. Don't get me wrong. The, the old Fallout games, Fallout... I think it's Fallout 1. A Fallout Classic collection includes Fallout 2, Fallout Tactics, uh, and I think there's one more. Um, which are not Fallout One. Is it Fallout One? I'm, yeah, I'm Got looking it. at it right now. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, which is it's not strenuous uh, on the PC, so I suppose it can run on anything. But it still seems like a weird thing to give Xbox players and and any other system that's got this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. definitely an odd move. You know, they're really trying to get back in the good graces of all their players. But this is one of like. If you were never going to use these, and it's tough to say, like, hey, let's go back to Fallout original, Fallout Texas, yeah. Fallout 2. No, we're far beyond that. Yeah. But it's a nice little code that you can send to your friends, make their day, and then you you give them the burden of, like, hey, here's some old school games. True. Good luck. I'm not playing these. True. And then just walk away. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's freeze free. So you've, you've played yep. the game. You've gone through that stress. Uh, have something for free. Here you go. I guess. Top 10 games for Christmas have come out in the UK charts, and it goes a little something like this. Red Dead Redemption 2, Fallout 19, uh, Fallout 19, FIFA 19, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Battlefield, Super Smash Bros, Spyro, uh, Pre-United Trilogy, Mario Kart 8, Spider-Man, Crash Bandicoot, and the big one of why I even included this list, Forza Horizon 4. Hanging in there and doing well. Brilliant. Uh, is in the top 10 in the UK. So congratulations to that. Again, it just proves that Game Pass doesn't kill games, which I thought no, it would. No doubt. I thought it would kill oh. sales, and it just doesn't. It's like, oh, you're playing it? Oh, I'll pick it up. Why don't you get Game Pass? No, nah, I'd rather buy it. Okay, done. I, I have friends like that, Fix. I have a friend here in town 
that I play games with all mm-hmm. the time. And I'm like, let's get you Game Pass. Like, let's get you accustomed yeah. to this. And he looks me dead in the eye and says, no, I'm Not. just going to buy it. And I'm like, okay, I don't yep. understand the thought process there. But had- you know what? It does get him to the bigger audience. And I also think, like, how many people are like you and I where it's like Game Pass is now in my blood, oh, like the Netflix yes. subscription, 100%. where I'm keeping it forever. Or is it like, hey, we got three months, we test out some games, I'm ready to buy this on the discount that they've given me now, and let's continue on with the games I like. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. I don't know how many people really do that. I mean, I had a friend to, uh, that used to, so I had a friend that plays FIFA, only plays FIFA really, that was like his main game. And I was like, I'll get EA Access, because that way what you can do is, you pay for your access, you'll get your 10 hours free trial with uh, the new FIFA when it comes out, then you buy a FIFA again, Yes, I get it. Cool. You buy FIFA 19 because it's not going to go in there straight away. You wait for it then to go in EA Access and you trade it in straight away. And then you've pretty much paid for your years of EA Access. No, you would have wow. paid for it. Because EA yeah. Access was only £20 for the year. He was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, nah, no, nah, I'd rather just pay for it. I'm like, yeah, but I'm trying to save you money. He's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm like, you got too much money, my dude. You got too much money. Let me tell you, I'm hustling. I'm saving pennies left, right, and center right here. Um, but yeah, so whatever. It's a weird one, but cool. Cool. January's Games with Goals have been announced. Celeste from January 1st to January, January 2019. January 1st, 2019 to January 1st, uh, 31st. WRC 6 from January 16th to February 15th. Far Cry 2 from January 16th to January 31st. Uh, Lara Croft and the guardian of light from january 1st to january 15th some good games there some really good games there don't forget big one right there celeste Celeste, that is a musket y'all that was a that was a game of the year contender right there they're about to give you for free download this immediately so this was the thing i was like oh i was gonna buy this before the end of the year for game of the year talk before we have it psych and i'm like ha nope (laughs) so i'll wait for games with gold thank you very much Uh, don't forget you can get your December games with gold still. Dragon Age 2, Never Alone, Quebec from December 1st to December 31st. Dragon Age 1 and Mercenaries Playgrounds from December 1st to December 15th. Uh, we got some emails, so let's do them before we wrap up. If you want to email in, myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's myxboxandmepodcast at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns. What you got for Christmas? We all know that I had an amazing Christmas last year. And uh, got to do that video for you guys because you bought me my Xbox, so thank you. But I want to see yours, so make sure you email in my Xbox and me at uh, my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com. I want to know what you got if you've got consoles, if you've got games, if you've got headsets, if you've got new controllers, if you've got streaming gear, whatever it is, email in. This one says, Hello, everyone. Hope you are jolly well, kicking butt and playing some games. The end of the year is almost upon us. So I'm wondering, what are the most disappointing games of 2018? Not the worst. That's an email a little later on for you. For me, it's got to be Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It was a far cry from the last two games, which were amazing. So what about you? Your lover, Mr. Moody. Mr. Moody, thank you so much for the email. Appreciate you. Snowball Mike, have you got one that springs to mind a game that really let you down or i think the biggest one that let me down was uh shadow of mordor the second uh issue into that mordor series i forget the title i'm I'm sure i'm butchering Uh, that one what was it shadow of mordor or was that this year 
Shadow of War. Was it this Shadow of War? Oh, Shadow of War. It might not have been this year, actually. I don't think that was this year, was it? I think that one just left a bad taste still in my mouth, and that's why I think about it. It's tough for me to be like, you know, this is the most disappointing game. I think that one truly was the one for me that sticks in my mind still, just because of those microtransactions. It was such a great game. Awesome mechanics coming in from the second or from the first one into the sequel, and then to be hit with either, hey, here's a 30 plus hour grind where you have to go regrind orcs that are double the level, yeah. or you have to go buy them in these packs. And I know that they fixed that, yeah, but that's yeah. one of those yeah. of like when you're in the moment and you're in that first month or two and you feel that, yeah. it's like, man, that puts such a bad taste in your mouth. This year, not many games come to my mind. You know, I've talked about for games. five for me. Yeah, it was a great year of games. The only thing that I bring up for Far Cry 5 was the motion sickness kicked in for me to the point where it's like, man, I can't play this game anymore. Yeah. It's over. And like that game I had to move on from. Other than that, I thought it was a tremendous year. I had a lot of fun, but nothing comes to my mind. Great question. And I'm sure with your next question, maybe next time something will click on, but nothing nothing crazy jumps into my mind right now. Yeah, mine would be WWE 2K19. They still haven't fixed it. They still... they. There was so much potential. They did they did everything that I wanted, which was they gave a story mode to a character. Cool. But I actually wanted decent voice acting. I wanted decent mocap. I wanted decent... Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I, it didn't need to be as camp and cheesy and weird as it was. It was just all over the board. It was just... Oh, I wanted to like it. I really wanted to. But they haven't found the balance yet. They keep going for simulation when they need to go arcade with the gameplay, and it just makes for a bad experience. It really does. Wrestling is one of those one of those sports games that doesn't need to be hyper-realistic because wrestling's not real. Like, it's the one game that you don't need simulation in. Like, it's arcade, like, with a mixture of simulation, but not, not full sim, not terrible voice acting. It's just... Ugh. It's so annoying. Like even when you get Triple H to do it, like he doesn't sound impressed to do his voice. He doesn't. He doesn't voice it well. It's just like I would rather they went and got good voice actors to do like the main cast, and then even if the bad there is the wrestlers with the bad voice acting because they're not voice actors. Okay, cool, I get that. But because and it, it just sounds like it's, it's just them reading from a script. Okay, I'm gonna tell you now that and it's just like no you can't do that you need to you need to get the right people in i feel i feel like that's they just haven't they haven't nailed it yet 2k haven't nailed the wrestling games yet at all they they haven't even nailed the nba 2k franchise nba 2k franchise one of the best sports franchises yep. but when it does come down to that story it comes down to the dialogue it is awful. It is so wrong. And that's one as well. Yeah. When we talk about these games, you have to grind the My Career Story mode yeah. to get some of these badges to be able to play online community because your player carries over there. Yeah, and to sit through unskippable cutscenes, to sit through cheesy dialogue, to sit through just bad stories. I mean, we can't come up with a decent story. They had Spike Lee a and couple it was still years ago. I, I played that one. Spike I Lee, that one. who has made so many movies that you love. He came in and wrote one, and it was the worst. It was hot garbage. Yeah. That was trash. I don't know how he could even put his name on that. But, yeah, that's a big one for all 2K franchises. Of like They cannot get the sports concept or the story mode figured out. N not at all. No, yeah. I'm with you. I totally agree. I totally agree. I'm, I'm a light NBA fan. I like playing the games, and I like playing the stories because I like, I like what they try to do. I love sports stories. Like I've said it, I've said it time and time again. I love sports stories. 
but I'm with you. I played the prelude of the 19 and I actually quite enjoyed it. It had like the Japanese commentary. And yeah, yada, you were out there in China. And I was like, yep, yo, this exactly. is pretty cool. And then you get into the cutscenes and I'm like, hmm, I'm not, I'm not sold. And then you go to the arcade and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. But it, yeah, it just didn't fit for me. So I didn't end up buying yeah. it in the end. But yeah, it's, it's a hard one. It really is a hard one. Next up, our last email, and then you can go do your Christmas business. Uh, hi, MC Fixer and Snowbite Mike. Okay, in no particular order, my reasons why I didn't like Final Fantasy XV, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Far Cry 5. Please don't feel the need to read the entire thing on air as it's long, and I'm probably going to ramble a lot. Sorry, but you did ask. No problem, let's go for it. Final Fantasy XV. I really enjoyed Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy games before. I've played and completed 7, 8, 13, 13.2, and I think I've played 9 slash 10 as well. Final Fantasy XV is quite different from the previous Final Fantasy games. Uh, my issue was 15 boiled down to I didn't enjoy the combat. It just felt wrong and wasn't fun. I can't explain it better. Uh, I knew it was... I knew it was in trouble when even the tutorial at the start was not fun. The other NPCs in your party seemingly constantly talk talk and wound me up, and I just found it annoying. Alright, I'm gonna skip over to the next one. Far Cry 5. I know it's I know it's at least the fifth Far Cry game in the series. There's actually more, but yeah. Uh, but it's the first one I've played for some reason. My gaming history is full of holes. And it's just one of the them I saw Let's Plays of Far Cry 5 and thought, that looks fun. But when I got it, I just didn't... I, it, it just either didn't enjoy... Uh, sorry, didn't get or enjoy the story. And I found the missions dull. It didn't help that in eight or so hours I played, I never found a weapon set. I was... Wow, you never found a weapon set? Uh, I was very happy with. It wasn't an awful... Oh, you didn't find a weapon set you liked. It was an awful game, but after a while, uh, it just didn't feel right. And this is the one I took the biggest problem with. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Honestly, pretty much the no same origins. as Far Cry. Origin, sorry. I've never played any of the earlier games, and Let's Plays of it look fun, but I couldn't get into the story, and I just didn't find the whole world slash missions particularly interesting. So again, after eight or out, eight hours or so, I just felt that I need uh, I need to go back. I never felt like I need to go back. So, it's an interesting point to jump in with Far Cry 5, because I feel like 3 was the sweet spot. 3 was perfect. <coughs> Yeah. Blood Dragon was fun and arcadey and campy, but that was just like the kind of yeah. standalone DLC edition. Four was added to that larger map. They added the co-op, which was cool. Five, of course, continues with the co-op, uh -huh. gets to a different setting here in the heartland of America. I think that was the big one they wanted you to feel like of like, you've been on a remote island. You've done sci-fi dragon slaying on a planet. You've been out in the Himalayas. Now we're going to bring you here at home. We're going to make you feel yeah. at home with that Montana setting. And it's tough because, you know, I said I got motion sick. I know what Far Cry is. Yeah. Far Cry is going to be go off into the woods. You're going to fight 10 or 20 guys. Blah, 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 blah. You did it. Okay, good job. Now go back for another yeah. quest. And that's that's the cycle of uh -huh. these kind of games. And it's not just Far Cry. There's many other oh, games no. that do this too. And that's kind of, this is what these kind of shooter open world games are. And so you either like them or you don't. 
the cool part about Far Cry is they've always had for me the camps or the fortresses where you look up, yeah. you're eagle-eyeing in, you get to see how many people are there, and then you can plan out different ways. Sometimes I just blow the door open and I start shooting everybody. Sometimes I release the tiger. Now there's an elephant yeah. rah, just stomping on people, and that's the gameplay there. It's tough. You know, weapon sets, I feel like you have every weapon at your disposal. You can just start yeah. killing things no matter how you want to do it. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, again, I think it's just interesting because all the games, they're all games that I love. Um, yeah, that's true. Which makes sense, which makes sense because, again, you said that you've played all those previous Final Fantasy games. I have not played any of them. Or I played 7 and 8, but like the early part of it and was like, yeah, there's too much reading because I was a kid. So I was like, all right, cool. And then obviously Plan 15, I was like, wow, this gameplay is really fun. Wow, this story is actually quite enjoyable. Wow, I enjoy the characters constantly talking to me. Like everything you hated about the game, I loved about it. Um, Far Cry 5, again, I knew what I was getting. I knew what I was getting in for. It was more Far Cry and, and that was what I wanted. And obviously Odyssey, uh, Origins was the, the big one that shook me. I wasn't expecting to love it. I wasn't expecting to care about it. I wasn't expecting... It's another Assassin's Creed game. Who cares? I cared. I loved it. I played every minute of it. And I couldn't put it down. Uh, let's run for you. Go on. Yeah, Origins was a tough one because Origins was the one with the new mechanics that really people got reinvigorated yeah. into the franchise. I mean, I'm a big fan of the Mummy movie franchise, so I love the Egyptian. Yeah. I love that whole setting. And that was for me. But like I said, I kind of got burnt out on that because it was so big. I think there was so many games coming out at that moment that that big of a map, I got scared of like, now I feel like The Witcher 3 all over again. I got to hit every check mark. I got to go around every corner. Yeah. And I think Odyssey, if you tried Odyssey, Odyssey would be different. It is massive. It is like that. But man, that game is beautiful. It's so well refined. That was the one where they really knocked it out of the park. And it's just tough. Everybody's gaming preference is different. We know that. Of 100%. course, that was his first Far Cry uh, you know, he's played some Final Fantasies in the mm -hmm. in the uh, genre. But, of course, that one was totally different from everything in all of them. That was its own kind of game right yeah. there. And then Assassin's Creed with the changeup. These are some of the things that we talk about. Would a demo have helped this guy? You know what I mean? You could only watch so many Let's Plays. It's just different because Ooh. I got to get my hands on the sticks. I got to be able to play it. I got to be able to feel it. And I hope that this guy who wrote Jonathan, in... Jonathan, Jonathan, Jonathan. Jonathan, I hope Jonathan's able to play the Resident Evil 2 demo and then write in and say, you know what, that was for me or wasn't for me. But at least he gets a moment, yeah. an opportunity to play something that not many other people get to play and check it out before he buys it. Yeah, no, I got you. You, you make a lot of sense, mate, to be fair. Xbox G stats from Jonathan as well is they can't be global. Uh, they can't be global. I wouldn't have put in 108 hours this year and I'm not in the top 12. And I'm in the top 12 uh, of spent time. My gamer score is in the top 3% and I am top 4 of achievements earned. If it's, to if it's total gamer score over time, maybe, but I've added about 2k this year and my total is 53,000-ish. People can get that in a year and I've had an account since the OG Xbox. My account is so old, it's four letters long. Uh, lol. So... Either those percentages are of my friends or maybe Europe, the UK. If they are worldwide, I am surprised. Okay. Okay. Mike, let's plug, plug, plug and get ourselves out of here, my dude. What you got to plug this week? What is going on? Happy holidays to everybody. I hope you're having a fun and safe time throughout. We're wrapping up 2018 and oh boy, has it been a great time. 
You can check me out on all of my social media accounts at Snowbike Mike. Of course, check out the YouTube, youtube.com slash Snowbike Mike Gaming. We had some great vlogs from RTX 2018, Kind of Funny Prom, the two days that I hosted Kind of Funny Games Daily, and so much more. Those are really special moments for me. And we got some special content coming to you in 2019. Will there be the first ever Snowbike Mike demo reel? Maybe. Get ready to find out. That's all I got to plug for you. Fix, take me away. Um, I just want to say thank you. I hope everyone has a great Christmas. Everyone knows that this year has been a uh, a weird year for me and Haley. obviously, with everything that's gone on. If you know, you know. And if you don't, you don't. There'll be a video up soon enough. Um, spend time with your families. Love your families. Do what's right. Um, I'm, I'm someone that I think I take for granted some of the things that I have in life. Um, and that's something that I want to improve upon next year. So don't. Um, if you do have the means to support me or Mike financially or not, either on YouTube, subscribing, whatever it is, please do. We can't do it without it. It's impossible. Uh, this is my full-time gig. This will be my last year doing it full-time if we cannot make enough money to start living on properly. I'm sick of having no money. So, it, and it's going to be a big year for me. 2019, I feel it. We'll see what happens. And uh, until then, I'll love you, Leaf, and see you later. Thank you all so much. Goodbye.